Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live here on this Thursday. Cannot wait, or not cannot wait, cannot believe is what I'm trying to say. Goodness, off to a bad start there, just Claire. Can I believe that is already the end of the week? We've got just a couple of shows left this week, and then we head into the long 4th of July weekend. Hope everybody's enjoying their day. Take a peek out of the window, and I see more sunshine today than I have in recent days. Which is a good sign. You know, it's been kind of dreary and rainy. Heck, we got a good soaking yesterday out here in southeast Louisiana. Hopefully today things will dry out and everybody will be able to get back outdoors. Not that we want to get back outdoors too badly because of the miserable heat. But we don't want the rain and the lightning and the thunder and all that stuff either. So today's show, we've got Joe Tuton at 1145 who will be joining us. He'll be talking some Covenant Christian Academy baseball. In addition to that, you know, we'll, we'll talk primarily with Joe about the Hogs and some other things that are happening in the world of baseball, right? You know, Joe is, is super busy. He's always at a game. He's never not at a game. He's never not scouting somebody or watching somebody or keeping up with somebody. Joe's a great resource and a great person to talk to, so we'll have him on in about 10 minutes. Then we'll have Central Lafouche girls basketball coach, Coach Tora Danos, on at noon. We promised you an interview with Coach Tora yesterday. The Lady Trojans win the Summer League Championship. Um, that's a great accomplishment for that team. I can't stress that enough. You survive in a bracket that contains Ellender, that contains Vanderbilt, and you know the Central Lafouche Lady Trojans come out on top and win it all. That's a great thing. We'll have Coach Tora on and ask her about what she thinks her team is getting accomplished over the summer and some goals that they may have for themselves as we go into the winter whenever the varsity season will begin. Then we've stalled long enough, right? Uh, I promised you our Mount Rushmore series. Um, told you that we would do it on Tuesday. Audible, we're going to do our Mount Rushmore series now on Thursdays. Because it's the day that's most open. You know, I have an open segment every Thursday where we just kind of talk nonsense and you'll go through the headlines. I will then dedicate now that for the Mount Rushmore series. Our first Mount Rushmore is South Lafouche High School, getting the Tarpons out of the way early. I had a list of about 70 or 80 names, and I had to narrow it down to about 10. And then from there, I had to narrow it down to four, but I cheated. I cheated. I'm going to give you five. I'm going to give you five. That'll be at 12-15. I'll give you my South Lafouche High School Mount Rushmore. I'll give you Mount Rushmore plus one, I guess we'll call it. And you know what? We may make that a theme. We may end up actually doing that throughout the series to make it a little bit easier on me. Instead of having to pick four, it might be Mount Rushmore plus one. I've got five names of South Lafouche Tarpon and Lady Tarpon greats that we will honor on our South Lafouche High School, Mount Rushmore. The next school that we will do, just kind of going up the bayou a little bit, we're going to do Central Lafouche next. So they will be next Thursday. You could guess some of the great folks out there. Hell, one of them may have just graduated. You got Kiana Gabriel, who's you know winning gold medals and state championships. She may be on the list for all we know. We're going to have to take a look at that. There were certainly some other great ones. You know, you're talking Tommy Hodson, uh, 
Hell, my coworker and colleague Abby Lazard's a multi-time state champion from there. We'll go through the Central Lafourche Mount Rushmore. I've got a bunch of homework and a bunch of re- uh, research to do before next Thursday to figure that out. Twelve thirty, we'll talk about you know some things happening in the headlines. We will, <clears throat> excuse me, talk some NBA free agency, which begins later tonight. Um, some some things happening. You know, some guys opting in, some guys opting out, and we're starting to get a better idea of how this thing's all going to take shape. Then at the bottom of the show, we'll get to your betting picks and give you a rundown of some things that we hope you all could do to stay hot. Dude, my Patreon yesterday, we were 4-1. and one. We were four, Like, I'm, I keep telling you all this, and, you know, it's like people think I'm, I'm lying or, you know, that I'm just making the stuff up. We were 4-1. and one. I, Let me tell you our June record. I, I'll, I got the sheet here on my, on my laptop. Let's see. Let's pull up the sheet impromptu meeting or decision here to pull up the betting sheet. So I'm a little bit unprepared. Bear with me. Okay, let's go here. Let's click betting sheet and it opens up. We are 86 and 55 in June. 86 and 55. You bet 10 bucks on every game that I gave you over on Patreon, you'd be up about 280 bucks right now. I'm trying to help people out, man. 86 and 55. That is an exceptional record we're up almost 30 units for the month and we hope to give you all some winners that's patreon.com forward slash just clear casey if you want to get involved in that if not you know you could just listen to the show and i'll give you some picks every day um throughout the world of sports let's talk some high school here in this segment of the show um i get asked a lot about the upcoming football season right as people are you know, giving us kind of a a rundown of like, hey, you know, hey, we're excited about the upcoming football year. You know, do you have any insight into what it's going to look like or what it's not going to look like? I really don't. Like, I really don't. Like, coming into this season, there's a lot more unknown locally in terms of high school football than there is in the normal year. Like, usually going into a season, and I'll start closest to home with South LaFouche, usually I have a pretty good idea that, okay, they've got it. Like, this past season, going into the year, I knew, yeah, they're going to be pretty damn good. And they were. They hosted a playoff game in 4A, you know, made some waves, beat a lot of teams, whatever. Maybe had a good, strong winning season. This coming year, I don't have a clue. You know, I know that it'll be a challenge because they're replacing virtually their whole depth chart. But I also know that they've got some kids that could go. <laughs> like, they've got some dudes that could play. So I could see it being a step-back season where, you know, maybe like four and six or something like that. But I could also see a world where the kids just rally together and win some close ones and they have another winning season. So I really don't know. They've got some youth and some inexperience there that until you see it actually in the fire, you don't know what it's going to look like. The same could be said for just about everybody else in our area. Central Lafouche, they have a new coach for the fourth time in the last year. Well, really the third time. It's the fourth coach, but it's the third time that they're in transition. What's that going to look like? Because, look, Aaron Meyer told me on the way out, he said, hey, look, man, like we were, we were really young. Whoever comes in here is getting a team that has a few kids that could play. So what's that going to look like? They've got Coach Pop in there. I could see a situation where he gets some of the boys out, you know, maybe beefs up the staff a little bit, and those guys are playing with their hair on fire and maybe win a few. Thibodeau, same situation. Chris really likes what he's got out there. 
but they were a little bit behind the eight ball in recent years and kind of struggled at times. Will they make a leap forward enough to catch the River teams and be competitive? I don't know. I could see them maybe beating an East St. John or something like that, or you know maybe staying in a Hanville or something like that. But I could also see Terrebonne or HL Bourgeois or something like that knocking them off as well. E.D. White, I think E.D. White is kind of the bell cow, right? They made it to the championship game last season. They return a lot. Granted, they lost a good bit on their defense. Offensively, they return a lot. So I think E.D. White will be in that situation where the defense may be a step behind what they were last year. How could they not? They were one of the best defenses I've ever seen on the high school level last year. But the offense may be poised to take two, three, maybe four steps forward. You had a sophomore fullback, a sophomore quarterback, a young offensive line. All those guys are older. I think they're going to be in a position to be bigger, faster, stronger. And up front, they're going to just beat the hell out of people, control the line of scrimmage, keep their defense off the field, and just get three, four, five yards every play running the ball. And then when you draw them all up into the box, guess what? Sternfels is a year older. Play action. We're going over the top. We're beating you deep. I think E.D. White's got that offense that's going to be capable of really, really being in control of every game that they play. South Terrebonne, the great unknown. Got a first-year coach. He's changing everything up. They're not running wing T anymore, baby. They're running shotgun. Okay, you're running shotgun. Well, guess what? You don't have Christian Arsenal under center to catch the shotgun snap anymore. Now you got some dudes now. You got some guys that are on that baseball team that are vying to maybe be that quarterback. They're going to find somebody to play the position. But what's it going to look like? Terrebonne, the same thing. The great unknown. First-year coach, young team, very young roster. Can they get it all together? HL Bourgeois, they had a great year last year. Exceeded everybody's expectations by a lot. But they were also upperclassmen heavy. Can they put those pieces back together and build it up again? Ellender, athletes for days, could play uh, in a in a in a phone booth. I assume he could play outside on the edges all day long. But if you put him in a phone booth and you know tell him to block the guy in front of him, sometimes it becomes an issue. Can the Patriots be good enough at the line of scrimmage to bully their opponents? If they can, they could beat every single team on their schedule. But if they can't. They're going to struggle. Vanderbilt Catholic, I think, has potential to be really good. You got Jalen Coleman back. Explosive, dynamic, could do all the great things that you would want a running back to do at the high school level. But we had Tommy Menton on last week, and he said, hey, bro, we're replacing almost all of our front seven. That's not an area of your depth chart nor your roster that you want to be young and inexperienced at. So, again... Great unknown. Assumption, first-year coach don't have a clue what they're looking like. Um, you hear that they got some talent. You know, spoken with Keith a couple weeks ago, and he said, yeah, they got some dudes that could play. Um, but again, with a first-year guy, and we don't hear a whole lot out of Assumption to begin with, we don't know what that's going to be like. And then our smaller schools, you got Cullen over at CCA. <clears throat> he tells us he's excited about his team. He's replacing a quarterback and some skill guys. We got Homer Christian with a first-year head coach. So, what I'm getting at in the moral of this whole segment is that one of the reasons why I'm most excited about this upcoming high school football season, which now, look, this is the last day of June. This is the last day of June, which means tomorrow we wake up, roll out of bed. It's July. What happens in July? Yeah, July kind of lingers. It drags out a little bit, especially if you're a high school sports fan. 
But once July ends, we've got 31 more days. As once that calendar flips to August, it is full steam roller coaster ahead to the scrimmages, to the jamborees, to the week one games, and to figuring all this big puzzle out. So we're getting really close, y'all. And what's the most intriguing is exactly what we've talked about this segment. We're getting really close, and we're driving towards a great unknown. If you told me right now, um, hey, I think this team is going to be the best team in our area this coming year, you could give me six or seven answers, and I wouldn't debate you on it. If you told me Thibodeau, I'd say, oh, yeah, hey, you might be right. You told me E.D. White, yeah, you might be onto something. Vanderbilt, hey, you might be onto something. There are so many different ways that this could go north or south for a lot of our local contingent. And I think that we're going to see a lot of close, hard-fought, and extremely competitive games between these teams, especially in the early part of the season when a lot of these teams are are playing against one another and we've got a lot of local versus local competition. And where a lot of those games may be won and lost are based on the work that they're getting in right now. Think about that. We're in the summer. The fall is going to be like a month and a half, two months from now. And the work that's being done, the running the stadiums, running on the track, the seven-on-seven, the weights and conditioning, the lifting, that's going to decide in the fourth quarter in a 21-21 to game which team surges forward and wins it and which team starts having cramps and falls apart. It's beautiful, isn't it? You prepare all year long, and these little workouts and drills that people take for granted, and ah, why are they even doing that? Those are going to be the things that end up deciding the games in the fall. It's great. It's a wonderful, such a wonderful time of the year. You're piecing it together, and I think that people don't understand how important that work that's being done right now truly is to the greater goal at hand. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Coach Joe Tutal of CCA and the Southland Hogs. We'll be right back on KLEB with Coach Joe in the next segment of the show. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. 
Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Hope everybody's enjoying their Thursday. We go to the phone lines for the first time here on the show, and that'll be with Covenant Christian Academy baseball coach and also with the Southland Hogs. That is Coach Joe Tutone. He's a regular on our program. Coach Joe, good morning, man. How are you? Hey, good, buddy. How about you guys? We're doing great, man. Look, it's been about a week and a half since we last spoke. Give us a rundown of how the summer team is doing, where are some of the places you all have been, and where are some of the places you all are going next. Uh, summer team's been really good. We played over, uh, we were at Southern Mississippi last week. Uh, things went well, real well over there. Uh, not that we're off this weekend for the 4th of July. We play tonight, and then uh, 4th of July we're off, and we're going to the University of Louisiana, Monroe, the next weekend for the state turn, the Dixie State Tournament in Monroe. So uh, we're pretty excited about that, man. Have the results been pretty good? And I've been seeing a lot of parents and everything posting, hey, you know, the team won. Congratulations to the boys. It looks like it's been a great start to the summer so far. Hey, been a really good start. Uh, kids are playing well. I see our guys uh, really competing at a high level against, uh, against some really, you know, top-quality competition. Uh, you know, our local guys, are what I, we're doing more than holding our own, if, if you know what I'm saying. So, uh, I mean, I'm very happy with the results. Are there any facets of the game with the team that you coach that you guys are trying to shore up that maybe you're not altogether satisfied with, or is it just, hey, let's go out and do our thing and we'll like the result if we do? 
Well, I think we need to work on our base running. I mean, listen, I think our base running and our bunting game is not as good as it could be, and that's nobody's fault. I mean, you don't bunt that much during summer baseball, but when you need a bunt, you should be able to do it. And with our guys not practicing with their high school teams every day, I think we got a little rusty on base running and bunting. So I think we kind of need to touch that up, you know, next couple of practices before we go to the state tournament. Besides that, uh, we've been getting some really key hits, and we're pitching well. So I'm pretty excited about the teams. I saw Darren Ducey gets a spot at the next level. He's going off to LSU Alexandria. We're so happy for him, man. It's a guy that you have coached over the last couple of summers. The Big Moose gets his opportunity at the next level. I'm sure you're awfully happy about that. Oh, listen, Darren's a well-deserving kid. I think that uh, he just needs uh he needs, uh, you know, he just needs an opportunity. And I think over there at LSU, a they're going to give him an opportunity. And uh, I think he's gonna, he'll do big things if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no doubt about that, coach. So let's talk about this, man. Because look, we often have these coaches on, and we talk about all the different elements of some things that are happening in the association. We talk about the split. We talk about this. We talk about that. Let's talk about strictly baseball. Are there any rule changes or anything like that coming up with baseball that we should know about? I know that they're always tinkering with the pitch counts and different things of that sort. Is there anything coming up on the horizon baseball-wise that you know that you guys are paying attention to over at CCA? That really, Casey. Right now, nothing in general. They will have the meeting. You know, they'll have the they'll have the baseball meeting basically in December before June. If there any any rule changes that come up, and uh, they'll let them know basically before high school baseball starts. But as of now, everything is pretty much the same. Okay, very good. Um, in terms of your school ball team, I know that you had you know a handful of seniors, and they made big impacts. And you know, it's a younger group. And we've talked over the summer. You said, hey, they're all scattered out playing travel ball all over the place. Um, talk about, you know, some of the development of those guys. Are you liking what you're seeing from your lines over the summer? Listen, I, I, I'm hugely satisfied with uh, with, with Peyton Trosclair, Owen Trosclair, Brennan Champagne, Carson Abair. You know, a lot of, lot of ninth-grade kids who really we're expecting huge things from next year, you know, uh, you know, as they, these guys go into their freshman and sophomore year. So these guys have been some contributors already, so I'm pretty excited about it, man. On the mound, you're replacing some really talented guys. And I know that you, you know, you've told us that you think you got some really talented guys coming up too. On the mound, how's that development been for those, those younger kids? Carson Abe has been super solid for us. Brendan Champagne is giving us some really, really quality innings. Uh, hopefully those two guys can step right in. And I think if they do that, uh, our younger, you know, we got to Evan DePlantis, a seventh grade kid who pitched for us last year, has made some huge jumps in velocity. So uh, we're pretty excited about it. And I think, uh, you know, things, things will be looking pretty good for the Lions come January. Coach, no, we've, we've talked about this on the show here in the last, hell, several weeks. Is I, I talk about Shanae Hotani and, and just how great he is for the Angels. Last night he throws again. He's got 11 strikeouts in the game. The dude in one week last week had a game where he had eight RBI, and then the next day he had 13 strikeouts. He's 7-4 and four with a 2.6 ADRA. He's one of the best hitters in the game. And I often ask the question is, how big is this guy's next contract going to be? Because you're seeing guys like Harper and Trout and these other guys getting like three, $400 million deals, and they're just hitters. They're not pitchers. When you add the pitching and everything into this, how big of a deal could this guy potentially get someday? I think he'll be the highest played player ever to play Major League Baseball, you know, if he can stay healthy. I mean, just, just because of the, of the two things that he brings to the game. 
it, it's it's unbelievable, man. And, and, you know, there are a lot of folks around the game that say, oh, he should just focus on one. But, you know, no, like he's doing both at an exceptionally high level. Yeah, definitely. I would do both. You know, I would definitely do. I mean, listen, why not? I mean, listen, if you're that good to do it, you, you know, I think some of these, we have some players that on the high school level, even in the college level, they're pretty good hitters and they go to college and they only get an opportunity to pitch. Uh, you know, uh, I, I got to see it firsthand. Delgado's, you know, basically recruiting Josh Pierce as a pitcher. But let me tell you this, he's pretty stout at third base or he could play anywhere in the outfield. He's a kid that I think could be a position player at the next level also. I mean, that's not my call, but and I, and, and he's one, for example, so. I think that should be, uh, you know, I, I think these guys who shouldn't be POs only. I think they should, if they're a position player, they should at least get a chance to go be a position player in the fall. Are you, you're a Cardinals fan, right? I am. Okay. Are you, you satisfied with so far how they're doing? They're 43 and 35. Goldschmidt's hitting the cover off of the baseball. Yeah, do you like what you're seeing out of your Redbirds right now? Listen, oh, no doubt. Listen, I, I think they're they're okay. Uh uh, I mean, I can't tell you, I don't think they're the team to beat or anything like that, but I think on any given day, uh, you know, it all comes down to pitching. And when they pitch good, they usually have a chance to win every game. I mean, I ain't got to tell you that you being a big Braves fan, you know how that goes. Yeah, no doubt about that, brother. Look, man, before we let you go, I'm going to give you a chance one more time, run down where you guys are going to be playing next for any listeners who may be looking to take a road trip with you all. Yeah, we at ULM uh, Monroe next weekend. After that, we're going to be at ULL the weekend after that, and then we're going to go to the World Series in Nashville, Tennessee. Beautiful. Coach Joe, man, we thank you so much for the time. As always, we'll chat again soon. Happy 4th of July to you and your family, brother. Appreciate you having me, man. Thanks, bud. Yep, that is Coach Joe with CCA and the Hogs. Um, He is a big Cardinals fan. I am a big Braves fan, so sometimes, (laughs) you know, we're both kind of vying for the same spot in the National League hierarchy. The Cardinals are 43 and 35. My Braves are currently 44 and 32. But anyway, this is not about Coach Joe nor I's uh, you know rooting interests. We we want to you know promote those kids and the great work that they've been doing. They won a state championship last year with the Hogs, and they're certainly poised and in position to try to do it again. There's so much talent on those teams. It is ridiculous to think. You know, you're pooling from all the teams in our area. So that's state champions, that's quarterfinal teams, and then that's all the great, you know, talented players from the other teams around the area that are that are damn good too. But maybe just don't make quite the push because they don't have the depth or, you know, just kind of tough luck or bad breaks or whatever it may be. Or maybe they're just in 5A, which is brutal. Like, I got to tell you, I saw Terrebonne play last year. They came down the bye and and beat South Lavouche decisively. Um, you know they're not a bad club at all. They just are stuck in five A, which is brutally tough. You know it's very difficult. And when you're in five A, if you don't have five six varsity ready arms, you're going to lose ground in five A because everybody that's opposing you in that postseason bracket and that chase for power points has so many more kids than you that it just gives them that slight competitive advantage. So. Man, there's so much talent in this area, and when you pull it all together, it just becomes a show. It just becomes a show. And Coach Tuton does a great job of letting the guys work. He talked about it a minute ago. Not a whole lot of managing going on. Just, hey, go up there, swing, and you'll hit. let's go gap to gap. Don't have to coach a whole lot if you're hitting it in the gap all day long and striking people out. And that's what the Hogs have been doing. And that's not to demean or, nor diminish the role that Coach Joe and his staff have as they do do an excellent job. 
But part of being a good coach is knowing sometimes whenever it's okay to take a step back and just let the dudes go be dudes, and they certainly do a great job of that. It's play-by-play. Let's thank our sponsors. We didn't do that at the top of the show. My bad for that. The Blue Boot Rodeo, the 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo, will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. Also, Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. New Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets Tastes Like Home. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Also a reminder, join us on Saturdays at 10 o'clock for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts. They're sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. And one more reminder, join us for a live broadcast on July 7th from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. for Senior Sources, hosted by Lafouche Parish District Attorney Christine Russell's office at the LaRose Civic Center. Senior Sources is designed to inform senior citizens about the services available to them. Speakers will cover topics such as current scam trends, easy voting mail-in ballots, juror exemption, senior abuse signs, and much more. Guest speakers will include Christine Russell, Craig Weber, Archie Chassaw, Annette Fontana, Wendy Thibodeau, Michael Boudreaux, Heidi Irvin, Mary Swanye, and Tommy SJ. We look forward to being out there with all of our parish leaders and educating the public on some things that they need to know about. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to have Tora Danos, the Central Lafouche High School girls basketball coach, on to talk about the wonderful summer that that team's had. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufreenlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and night in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. 
Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7th, 8th, and 9th in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Hope everybody's enjoying their Thursday. We're now officially in our 12 o'clock hour. It is 12.03. Got people knocking off for lunchtime, and we're going to spend the first part of our lunchtime hour with Coach Tor Danos of Central LaFouche Girls Basketball. Coach, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm doing wonderful. Wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. Your ladies just did something awesome. We've been shouting them out the last couple of days. You win the Summer League Championship I'm sure you got to be awfully, awfully proud of the way the young ladies competed bringing that home. Oh, yes, sir. It was, um, honestly, I wish I could have been there. I was on my way coming back home from a family vacation, but um, my assistant coach, Coach Tressa Williams, kept me in the loop with everything, and I was just completely excited on that drive back from Tennessee. Look, I was mentioning this, uh, you know, heck to, to our listeners yesterday and also a little bit today, like you've got some talent and some experience coming back. And I've been to several Central Lafouge games in the last couple of years where, you know, the ladies would play close and, you know, maybe either come up just a little bit short or heck even scored some upsets at the late portion of the year. So this is a group that is, is capable and is very experienced. And I know that you got to be excited to see some of that, some of that experience beginning to blossom on the floor. Oh, yes, sir, definitely. I have four seniors this year, and uh, my group of seniors are very dedicated, and they've pretty much been playing basketball together since Biddy. They might have been on opposite teams and whatnot, but they've been pretty much playing basketball together together since they were in Biddy. And I'm just very excited because they really did put in a lot of hard work over the summer, and I'm glad that they had, you know, we had that success so they can see that hard work does pay off. You know, it's, it's such a great thing because, look, it, it's a school and a program that is, is looking for things to feel good about. You know, some of the sports in that, on that, that campus have been struggling a little bit, and I thought that it was really cool is that, you know, you guys win Summer League, and I see Coach Latin's on Facebook bragging about, you know, hey, let's go Lady Trojans. So, like, everybody's looking for something to rally around, and, you know, a couple nights ago you all were part of that, and it was great to see the Trojan community have something to be really excited about. Oh, definitely. And and that's what's good about our Trojan community. We do support each other, you know, the different athletic sports throughout the uh, the school. You know, we take part in everything that goes on. And I mean, some of us, you know, we really die hard green and gold and we're ready to go. And I mean, that sounds crazy coming from me because I'm a South Lafouche <laughs> graduate, but die hard green and gold. <laughs> So, so tell us about yourself. Yes, you did go to South Lafouche, and you've been around the game for a really, really long time. Give us a rundown. I mean, this is your first year as the head coach there at Central Lafouche. Give us a rundown of some of the places you've been. Yes, sir. I've um, my, my daughters played basketball in Terrebonne for Biddy, so I helped coach over there with um, 
Cornell Scott, the boys basketball coach at Ellender. And then I also coached at Ellender High School under uh, Coach Dixon for a couple seasons, which that was an amazing time right there. I learned a lot from uh, Coach Dixon. And then for the past two years, I've been under Coach Lawton as the uh, boys assistant basketball coach. Tell us about that experience. Because look, we have Stan Graval on this show all the time, and Coach Dixon was a friend of both he and ours. And um, he just recently went into the Bayou Region, you know, Hall of Fame, so well deserved. And you know, I always tell people like, if you would watch him coach and you didn't know who he was or didn't know, you know, his background, you'd think he was crazy because he's pacing around the sidelines, yelling and screaming. And but there was a method to the madness. Those kids and those girls respected him so, so much, and he got the most out of all of them. Talk about what that experience was like coaching under Coach Dixon. That definitely was. There was a you're, – you're absolutely correct. There was a method to his madness, but he, he was able to pull things out of those, those groups of girls that other people just couldn't manage to do. And even though he acted, you know, like you said, he might people might have thought he was crazy – he had a connection with every single one of those girls. And every time me and my girls would go back to, you know, watch Ellender or anything play, he would always come find us. And he would always tell my youngest one, Taylor, because she played all four years at Central, he would always tell her, you were supposed to play for me. Why are you not at Ellender? <laughs> like he had a connection with everybody. He was just an amazing man. And the, the knowledge that he passed on to me about basketball is, is unfathomable. Like he just, he had so much knowledge about everything and it was, it was an amazing experience coaching with him for two years. No doubt. So coach, let's talk about this because I know that you're aware that this is a challenge you're going to have to fix. And I want to see what your plan is to try to remedy this. I'm a, I'm big into bitty basketball. And I know that you said a minute ago, you are as well. Raceland and Lockport Biddy don't have a whole lot of girl teams right now, Coach. And and if you get them when they're in ninth grade and they haven't ever played basketball before, that hurts you a lot. <laughs> so it how does. do you, how do you get that rolling? I know, cause, and I mean, you say in that I only had two freshmen come out this season to try out for summer ball. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm like you. I'm like I, I'm got I got things rolling in my head as to how I'm going to pull. But I plan to get out. Um, into the community, especially Raceland and Lockport, and pull those girls and, you know, just maybe try to have little camps with them and stuff. Me and uh, Coach Williams have been talking about that, you know, doing little camps and stuff for the younger ages to build them up to whenever they do get to high school that, like you said, they're not coming in as a freshman, not, not you know, being the first time they're on the basketball court. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, so your summer season is just about done, but the summer isn't over. What are your your team's plans for July? I'm sure you'll be maybe hitting the weights and you know staying in shape. What are some of your goals for July? We're gonna try to do that. We have um, the the state started something new this year where we have two days that we cannot have contact with our players at all on the 12th and the 13th, and then our school has. Um, they're going to be waxing our gym floor. So we have like about two weeks that we're not going to be able to get into the gym, but the weight room is still open. You know, I'll be contacting my girls to get them together so we can still stay in that weight room, still do some conditioning to try to get them, you know, keep them in shape. That way we're not waiting until October before I can get, you know, get hands on with them again. How important is it coach just confidence wise? Because look, I mean, you know, I can know that a team has talent, and a team can know that it has talent, but until it goes and does something really good, like sometimes it doesn't fully click or set in, you all beat Ellender. They're the defending state champions. 
how important confidence wise is that whenever hey you get into the 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 winter and it's the varsity season those kids are going to know hey if we pull in the same direction we could do just about anything that we set our minds to do on the floor i feel like mentally this was as big of a thing for you all as, as you could have yes sir definitely because i can tell you the first game of our summer season we played ellender and we fell short by i think four or six points and they were kind of like, you know, they, they were down a little bit. But I'm like, guys, look at what you just did. I said, we just played the defending 4A state champions. And we only lost by four or six points. I said, that's amazing. I said, you guys have done so much hard work. I said, now we got to put it into playing on the court. But what happened Tuesday really did boost their confidence a lot because I knew they can do it. Coach Williams knew they can do it. It was just a matter of getting it to reflect on the court. And I, I think they finally put it all together and they realized that, hey, we can do this. This is not something that, you know, we're just playing around here. We actually can do this. And I think Tuesday showed them really a whole lot about what they're able to do on that basketball court. Yeah, very good. In terms of scheduling, did you – inherit a schedule that was already made from Coach Nakan, or did you get to put together your own schedule? And either way, can you give us a rundown of some of the non-district opponents you got are going to be facing in the winter? Um, I was able to. I mean, he had some of them, and he had given me a few coaches that had contacted him about uh, wanting some games, so I reached out to them. But we have three tournaments that we're going to play in, um, the Thibodeau Tournament, the Hanville Tournament, and the Vanderbilt Tournament. We're playing in those. We play um, – Covenant Christian, we play Morgan City. Um, I'm waiting to hear back from the Grace King coach. He reached out to me yesterday about playing against them. We're playing um, Frederick Douglass. We're playing Carver. So I have. A, we're playing South Lafouche also. Okay, good deal. Well, look, Coach, we thank you so much for the time. Congratulations on a great summer and keep up the good work, okay? All right, thank you so much. Yep, that is Coach Danos with Central LaFouche doing a wonderful job getting those ladies in position. Look, I can't stress enough just mentally what that's going to mean for that team to have just that little extra oomph, that little extra something to feel good about to carry that momentum into the offseason. I think it's going to be vitally important for that team because they've got players. Those players just need to understand and see, hey, we could do all the same stuff that those other teams are doing. We just got to put it all together and play, you know, and execute at the right time. So often they would play the, you know, three and a half quarters great and just kind of maybe fizzle out in the last four minutes or so. Or would start off really strong and, you know, kind of it doesn't go their way. Or would start off way behind and then would come back and just finish a little bit Charlie. They just didn't know how to win is what I'm getting at. Didn't know how to win. Now this is a group that over the summer kind of learned how to do that. And they're going to carry some of that momentum into the winter. Got a new coach, got a you know a little bit new vibe, a little new pizzazz, and hopefully they could carry that into the playoffs and beyond. It's play by play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, it's time, man. I'm I'm dreading doing this because I know I'm going to make some of you all angry, but it's part of the game. We're sparking some conversation. We've got our South Lafouche Mount Rushmore plus one in the next segment of the show on play by play. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM, and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. 
It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hello, friends and fans. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. let's do this we have been teasing this for the last several weeks we have been promoting this for the last several weeks let's give out our first mount rushmore which will be south lafouche high school before we give you the list of folks who have been chosen by myself to be on the coveted south lafouche high school mount rushmore on play-by-play let's give the criteria for what it takes to be on mount rushmore for a given school We are considering high school achievements, but we are also considering achievements that have been made after high school for a given athlete. For instance, if maybe you were a late bloomer and weren't a tremendous athlete in high school, but then got to college and blossomed and became, you know, an NFL star or whatever it may be, those considerations will be made and your career will be honored and you will be heavily considered and those you know, post-high school accomplishments will be factored in to these decisions. Our first South Lafouche High School 
Mount Rushmore recipient. Drum roll. Ron Crockett SJ. Ron SJ played at South Lafouche High School in the inception of the school and some of the early years of the school. Was a dominant force as a defensive lineman who then went on to play briefly in the NFL and then in the Canadian Football League where he ended up being one of the best players in the history of the Canadian Football League, a member of the Canadian Football League Hall of Fame. Crockett was a standout player at South Lafouche High School and then, of course, a standout player at the highest levels who played for LSU collegiately where he was also a dynamic player on the defensive line for the LSU Tigers. Crockett is a member of the local, you know, Bayou Region Hall of Fame that Stan and them put on. He's a member of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame, the Eskimos, uh, Edmonton Eskimos of the CFL Hall of Fame, the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame. <laughs> he is a six-time Grey Cup champion. He is a member of the Edmonton Eskimos Wall of Honor, He is a multi-time all-star in the Canadian Football League. And he was not bad as a coach either. He coached in the CFL for a long time. And just a dynamic player and an incredible man. Hear him give his... He's slowing down a little bit now. He's 73. But man, boy, when he was in his 60s, and he would give you know motivational speaking you know talks and different things that sort man just could could inspire you to run through that glass pane that is in front of me very christian oriented you know talks about god and what god did for his life and everything of this sort um a legend locally and a legend locally that i think that a lot of people in our area don't realize and understand as a legend locally because he came from a previous generation He would be a guy from the 70s, 80s, or 90s. I think that he would have much more acclaim and much more esteem. But because he was a guy in the 60s, a lot of his generation isn't around anymore to tell those stories of what he did. But I've heard enough of the stories to where I could share that I think Crockett SJ belongs on the Mount Rushmore for South Lafouche High School. He is our first inductee. Drum roll for number two. Ed Bebe Ogeron is the next South Lafouche High School Mount Rushmore. Um, and a lot of this for Bebe is going to end up being based on things that he did off of the field, right? Because, you know, look, he was a great player at South Lafouche, obviously went on to LSU briefly and then played for Northwestern State. He was, you know, an all-state defensive lineman and all that good stuff. But we put Bebe in here, obviously, well, A, for a couple of reasons. A, his work on the field, he was solid. He was a member of a state championship team and all that good stuff. But secondly, he was the head football coach of one of the best college, not, no, rephrase that, Casey, get it right. He was the head football coach for the best college football team in the history of the sport. The LSU 2019 football team had no rival. You've got Joe Burrow, you know Justin Jefferson, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Jamar Chase, uh, Thad Moss, defensively guys all over the field. That was the best college football team in the history of the sport. And we may debate and not like, you know, the way that the tenure ended there. It got rough at the end, five and five and six and six. It doesn't change the fact that that fifteen and zero season happened. Spent one, two, three, four, five, six seasons as the LSU coach. 
amassed a 51 and 20 record, 31 and 17 in conference games, won the national championship, also won a Citrus Bowl, also won a Fiesta Bowl. And that's not even taking into account the fact that Coach Ogeron, through his hard work and dedication before being at LSU, is one of the best assistant coaches in the history of college football as well. Had an esteemed run at Miami. Had a wonderful run at USC. Helped build one of the best college football teams in the country there. Helping recruit you know, under Pete Carroll, a team that in 2003 won a share of the national championship with LSU and had Leonard and Bush and Lindale White and all those great players that were in that program. Then went back to USC and was doing an excellent job again, becomes the interim head coach, and then all roads lead to LSU. Coach Ed Ogeron has lived a life in the past 60 years that not very many people in this area have been able to live, and it's all been because of his prowess and knowledge of the game of football. Coach Ed Ogeron is our second Mount Rushmore recipient, a great South Lafouche Tarpon that we are so damn proud of. I don't care where he coaches next. I don't care how it ended at LSU. I don't care, you know, Brian Kelly may come in and win five national championships. I don't know. But we're never going to forget the fact that Coach Ogeron took a program that self-esteem-wise didn't have a whole lot of confidence, right? The, the quarterback stunk and, you know, LSU's offense was was in shambles and fans were wondering, man, when the hell are we ever going to beat Alabama? Coach Ogeron took that program, built it back up. They beat Alabama in 2019. Should have beat Alabama on the road last year with a skeleton squad. He is going to be on the South Lafouche Mount Rushmore. There ain't nobody else that's won a national championship college football-wise in the history of the school. So he deserved to be there in a big, big way. Drum roll for number three, please. Bobby Bear, the Cajun Cannon, Bobby J. And I promise you the next two are not football, so don't think that I'm giving you all football. Bobby Bear, the Cajun Cannon, um, is – let me see here. There we go. I clicked on the wrong name. Bobby Bear, the Cajun Cannon, was a longtime New Orleans Saints quarterback who started his career as the quarterback of the state championship winning South Lafouche High School football team where he didn't get a chance to showcase his arm very much because they played in a run-heavy offense, an offense that didn't do a whole lot to you know, you know, go run and shoot and throw the ball around the field. He was just kind of handing it off. In fact, he doesn't even anymore own any of the state pa- or the school passing records because the teams now throw the ball so much more than what they did then that he's you know not the leading passer in school history. He's not the leading passer in a single season. He's kind of been passed up because he didn't get the opportunity to air it out when he was at South Lafouche. But Bobby Bear got into college at Northwestern State and blossomed. He had a great collegiate career, which led him to the professional ranks. Bobby J played in the USFL for a couple of seasons for the Michigan Panthers and then the Oakland Invaders. And then that led him to the NFL, where he played with the New Orleans Saints from 1985 to 1992 and grew as the New Orleans Saints starting quarterback and led the team uh, to the postseason, you know, which was, you got to understand, now if you say, oh, you know, a Saints quarterback leading the team to the postseason, like we get spoiled, right? Like the Saints have been good in recent years. That's not as big of a deal. In the 90s, that was a huge deal. The Saints in the 70s and 80s were embarrassingly bad. Like 
three and thirteen almost every year type of bat. So the fact that he, you know, grew that team forward and got them into the postseason was like a Herculean task at the time. And then you know they didn't end up winning a playoff game, but Bobby Jay had a wonderful NFL career. He's now a member of the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame, same as as uh, Mr. Crockett. Uh, he is a member of the Bayou Region Athletic Sports Hall of Fame and a guy who is more than deserving of the accomplishments. And again, that's not even touching on the fact that he's now a huge radio voice for the New Orleans Saints Radio Network and has just done so, so much to help establish himself as one of the icons of our area. Bobby Bear, you belong on this Mount Rushmore. Even though you finished your career with the Atlanta Falcons from 1993 to 1996, we're not going to penalize you for that, buddy. Bobby J belongs in this Hall of Fame. For his career, 135 touchdowns, 21,683 passing yards. These are NFL stats, by the way. A passer rating of 78.0 and a completion percentage of 58.9. So Bobby A. Bear, forever tarpon, comes back to the games every once in a while, and he earns our spot on the South Louis High School Mount Rushmore. One more, and then kind of a bonus one. Clarence Moore is going to be our next inductee in the South Louis High School Mount Rushmore. Clarence Moore, um, man, he took this bayou. He and his teammates took this bayou by storm. This was my childhood, right? This was uh, this was the peak of my childhood in the the mid you know 1990s and up to the late 1990s you know Moore and Schwest and you know Dylan and Jamar Jones and Bo O'Quinn and you know Blake Lee and Zyrone Richard all the great Tarpon players they took this Bayou by storm they played at a time where the mood for Tarpon athletics is as hot as it has ever been they sold out every arena that they played in and they sold out every arena, that, every arena that they played in because they put on a show. They put on an absolute show. It was one of the more exciting high school teams to ever watch play. Moore averaged 23.4 points, 8.3 rebounds, 3.6 assists, 2.1 blocks per game as a senior, shooting 61% from the field. As a junior, the year that South Lafouche won the state championship, Moore averaged 20.5 points and 7.5 rebounds. He was named the most valuable player of the Louisiana High School Athletic Association State Tournament as the junior. He averaged 31 points in the playoffs that year, leading his team to the championship. He was named to the all-tournament team as a senior, averaging 28 points and 11 rebounds in the playoffs as a senior. He's the school's all-time leading scorer with 2,697 points, and 1,186 rebounds. He was a four-year starter under Coach Scott Bozigard, averaged 18.9 points as a sophomore, 15 points per game as a freshman, and then, oh yeah, went on to Georgia Tech and ended up playing for a Yellow Jackets team that made it to the Final Four. He was a huge contributing piece for that Yellow Jackets team that made it to the Final Four. And if not for some knee injuries and different things of the sort, he would have maybe made it to the NBA. So Clarence Moore uh, deserves his spot on the lo- local South Lafourche High School Mount Rush Moore for all the amazing work that he did as a Tarpon. Uh, guy not from here, but we sure adopted him into our area. 
and what a what a what a tremendous player who just did such great things for our community. One more. This is our plus one. How about a lady tarpon? How about Treya Bruce, who I'm going to give our honorary plus one distinction to? We had to have a lady tarpon on this list. And who better than Treya Bruce to honor the amazing history and tradition of our South Lafouche Lady Tarpons past? Treya Bruce was a four-year starter for South Lafouche. The leading scorer in program history. The leading assister in program history. The leading steel getter in program history. Now playing for Nichols State University. And in addition to that, you know, was a great javelin thrower for the Lady Tarpon track and field program. Treya Bruce, a wonderful, wonderful person. Led the Lady Tarpon program in so many big games. She deserves her spot in the Athletic Hall of well, not Athletic Hall of Fame. Listen to me. In our in our <laughs> she's gonna get her spot in the Athletic Hall of Fame someday, but she earns our spot in our local Mount Rushmore. How many big games did that team win? How many big games did that young lady win? We're talking bitty basketball, winning national championships and state championships or whatever it may be. Get to high school, make it to the top 28. The leading, she had a playoff run where she's scoring like 35 or 40 points every single game of the postseason. I remember she had a stretch. It was the season without Victoriana Nelson where like in three playoff games, she'd scored like 120 points or something crazy like that. Bruce was one of a kind. She was amazing. Score inside and out. Was a great leader. And if we, oh yeah, we didn't even mention, you know, school record in javelin for. <laughs> she was a great all-around athlete. Trey Bruce, you deserve your spot on the South Lafouche High School Mount Rushmore. There, we did it. Crockett, Bebe, Bobby Bear, Clarence Moore, Trey Bruce. Those are our five. I know there's only supposed to be four. We cheated. We gave out five. Next week, Central Lafouche High School on Thursday. We can't wait to see what we come up with there. Let's catch a break on play-by-play. When we get back, I'll go through some NBA gossip. There's some things happening in the league. We'll tell you about it in the next segment of the show on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's activities for the rodeo on Friday, we have DJ Frozen. We also have a cornhole tournament, followed by Sharks in December. Saturday, we have Bingo and Mimosas, DJ Frozen again. Rough and Ready, we have our awards, a live auction, 
And closing it out, we have Junior Lacrosse from 8 to 11. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7th, 8th, and 9th in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Welcome back to play-by-play here on KLEB. Hoping everybody's enjoying their Thursday. We're going to go through the headlines here, and then we'll you know get to another break, get our betting picks, and get out of here. We've got about another 20 minutes to spend with you all today. Uh, let's go through this. Um, let's talk maybe a little NBA free agency to start it off. We've got the big news of yesterday is that James Harden, my guy, declined his 43-point, or excuse me, $47.3 million option with the Philadelphia 76ers to become an unrestricted free agent, but Harden is not actually going to become a free agent because he's going to then sign a long-term deal with the 76ers for less money. James Harden has always been willing to help his team out contract-wise when feasible to, you know, allow the team to get better. And I think that the 76ers now are going to be in a position where they could use their full mid-level exception, $10 million a year. Hello, P.J. Tucker. They could use their $4.1 million biennial exemption. Hello, veteran guy like Daniel House. Come on down. They could have more flexibility in sign-and-trade deals. The 76ers are not that far away, and I'm not just saying that because you know they're the team that I was rooting for or whatever it may be. They're not that far away. They got eliminated by the Miami Heat. Why? Because Harden was banged up, not playing well. MB was playing with a broken face and a broken thumb. (laughs) You know, if Embiid's there and healthy that whole series with Miami, Philadelphia, guess what? They win that series. As it stands, they fall behind 0-2 because Embiid's not even there the first two games. They dig a hole that they can't get themselves out of. But if Embiid is there for that entire series... Philadelphia's winning that thing. I hope you guys realize that. They're winning that thing. Now, were they good enough then to carry forward and beat Boston? Yeah, I have my doubts about that. I don't think that they would have been able to win the Eastern Conference. But what I'm getting at is that they're not as far away as people realize. You bring P.J. Tucker into that team, and it's widely reported that Tucker's going to be a part of Philadelphia's plans in the future. You bring P.J. Tucker into that team. You're running out. Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, Tobias Harris, P.J. Tucker, and Joel Embiid. It's a damn good starting five. That's five dudes who can make a three. That's five dudes who could guard. Don't laugh at me and don't make fun of me. James Harden now can guard. Just go look at the advanced stats. It's five dudes who are hungry, 
It's five dudes who have experience playing at the higher levels with the exception of maybe Maxie, who just kind of got a taste of that this past year. And then on the bench, you got to shore some things up. Sure, they are really high on Paul Reed. And then you got DeAnthony Melton from Memphis, who is a 3 and D type of guy. He can make a shot. He can guard. And then you add a couple of veterans pieces, right? I like the 76ers, man. I'm telling you, I like where they're going. I like where they're headed. And I think that Harden's decision gives them some flexibility. Had he opted in, hey, you know, you know, you're paying him $47 million next year. You don't have any cap space. Good luck. But by opting out, he gives them options. Now, the next big piece of news, Bradley Beal opts out of his deal. He is now also an unrestricted free agent. His option was $36.4 million with Washington. Bradley Beal is 29 years old. He averaged 23 points per game last year, 6.6 assists. He's more of a Clay Thompson type, you know, that guy who really good from behind the three-point line. Two seasons ago, he averaged 31 points per game. The year before that, he averaged 30.5 points per game. So we're talking like a, a big-time dude here. He's now a free agent. There are a lot of reports and a lot of whispers that Beal is looking at just opting out and signing a longer-term extension with Washington, much like Harden is doing with Philly. Washington could pay him more than anybody else can. Not a whole lot of teams with cap space right now. But, again, now he's got the option of, hey, what if, you know, a team with you know, maybe a better situation with than Washington, which <laughs> almost every team in the NBA right now is a better situation than Washington. But what if a situation opens up where a contender frees up some max space for him? He could then go off. What if a contending team calls Washington for a, a feasible sign and trade where, you know, Washington can get a bunch of first-round picks or whatever it may be? Bradley Beal now has options, whereas, you know, he didn't before. I think that's good for him. I think it's certainly good for him to have those options and have that, that ability to give himself that chance to possibly play somewhere else if it opens up, if not just sign for the boatload of money. Another thing that happened yesterday in NBA free agency, Atlanta Hawks make a big trade. And it's a trade that kind of ends an era in the NBA. The Atlanta Hawks traded for um, Murray, uh, DeJounte Murray from the Spurs. Give up three first-round picks and go and get a premier guard who averaged 22 points and like nine rebounds and like nine assists last year. Almost averaged triple-double. It was exceptional. Atlanta, I think, doesn't fully catapult themselves into being like a contender. But boy, they're not far away. You got Trey Young, who is fearless who could go into any environment and thrive, who loves being the villain, who isn't afraid to go into your gym, cut your you know heart out, and you know laugh while doing it. We saw him do it to the Knicks a couple years ago. He loves that role. He's a cold-blooded type player. You've got Murray, who's a complimentary player. He'll go get rebounds and distribute and slash and do all that Dwayne Wade type of stuff. DeAndre Hunter, 3 and D guy. Almost like a Harrison Barnes type player. 
real solid. Clint Capella, he's a dunker. Bogdanovich, who's a 3 and D shooter. They've got pieces there now in Atlanta. And the reports are that they're not done. The reports are that they're looking to continue to add in the offseason as the Hawks look to catapult themselves into contention in the Eastern Conference. Now, this is also, this trade marks the end of an era. The Spurs are, <laughs> look, they've been in shambles in recent years anyway. They're officially now 100% done. In 2019-2020, they were 32-39. and 39. In the covid shortened year, they were 33-39. and 39. Last year, they were 34-48. and 48. They're toast now. They're going to they're gonna be 16 and 66 next year. They're toast. Toast to the point where it makes you wonder, like Greg Popovich, what are you even doing, bro? Like, why are you why would you even come back? You're in your 70s. He's already said he's he's taking it year by year. Why not now seeing this trade be made? Why wouldn't you just go ahead and say, you know what? That's enough for me. <laughs> uh, because the Spurs are gonna be the least talented team likely in the entire NBA. And they're strictly now 100% just kicking the can forward down the road and saying, you know what, we're just looking towards the future. We're not interested in winning next season. We're going to try to be good four or five years from now. And it's painful to know that if Popovich doesn't get out right now, that the last few years of his career are going to be buried in complete irrelevance. You know, losing games, always being an underdog, not in the postseason. And if he doesn't mind it, hey, whatever. But it's a situation where you could just see where such a legendary coach wouldn't want to be part of such a strict rebuilding process as they're going to have there. So NBA free agency begins tonight. Just a couple of things to keep an eye on. Now we look around the headlines. And there was a great story last night in Major League Baseball. Mark Apple, um, former number one overall pick, in the MLB draft by the Houston Astros made his MLB debut last night for the Phillies. Apple's 30 years old, almost 31, like turns 31 next week. Um, Had just everything go wrong for him through the course of his career. He had to get an appendectomy at one time. He had to, you know, deal with this surgery or that surgery or this injury or that injury. He was not very good while being with the Astros, so he ended up getting moved out of the organization. Then at one point, took a year away from baseball in 2018, and you know there's whispers that he's never going to play again. Well, he gives it another shot in 2021, gets his mind right, gives it another shot, and he suddenly like found it. He's found it. You know, he this year in AAA was 5-0 and with a 1.61 ERA and 19 appearances for Lehigh Valley for the Philadelphia Phillies. They call him up. He makes his debut last night, throws a scoreless ninth inning, and I'm watching that game because they're playing the Braves, which is my team of choice. He looked good. He looked good. He's throwing hard, locating a nasty slider. Like It's good to see a dude who had all the expectations and all the high hopes and it all gets derailed from things that are not even inside of his control. And then he has to deal with all the pressure of everywhere he goes being called a bust. And, oh, you suck. You're not any good. And, like, having to deal with all of that nonsense to climb that battle and overcome those issues. Because I'm sure mental health became an issue at some point. Hence the 
taking a year away and to refine that passion and refine that spark and get to the highest level officially after all this time in your age 30 season. Congratulations to Mark Apple. And I hope, and look, I'm not a Phillies guy, obviously being a Braves guy. Hopefully he has a great rest of the season. That was an awesome story. And it was great to see it pan out the way that it did last night. Um, U.S. Ryder Cup captain Zach Johnson said yesterday that uh, live golf players will not be selected as captain's picks for the upcoming Ryder Cup. <laughs> I'm not going to do the whole live golf versus PGA Tour rant. I've done that enough. Um, they're hitting them all in the wrong places, right? Oh, you're taking the Ryder Cup away. Oh, no. Yeah, the Ryder Cup's an event that a lot of these guys look forward to, but until the PGA Tour figures out ways to make these events more lucrative, figures out ways to maybe shorten the schedule, figures out ways to maybe lessen the burden or the, or the challenge that these players face having to play 30, 35 times a year to keep their card, to stay in, you know, in the points chase or whatever it may be, until they figure those things out, all else is trivial. Oh, you can't play in the Ryder Cup. Oh, no, that's terrible, says Dustin Johnson while laying in a bet of $150 million that he got playing in the Live Golf Tour. Until they lessen that gap money-wise, these things are going to continue to happen. They're going to continue to happen in a big way, like in a very, very big way. Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau don't give a hoot about not being able to play in the Ryder Cup, given the money that they're about to be making playing on the Live Golf Tour. Phil Mickelson and Pat Perez, who now are on the Live Golf Tour, neither would ever qualify for a Ryder Cup. They don't give a damn about that. Sergio Garcia, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, European guys who would have been on the opposite side of the United States. They don't give a damn about that. You know why? Because they've all got... $50, $60 million in, under their pillow that they're sleeping on from the Live Golf Tour. The PGA Tour is trying to hit them in all the wrong ways. They're trying to say, oh, well, you know, prestige-wise, you know, hey, our tournaments mean more. You could compete in the same tournaments that Legends competed in. and Oh, we've got the right TV deals and the right exposure and da 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 Money talks. Money talks. And until that gap is lessened, the tour is going to have issues and there are going to be defectors and there's going to be regular defectors and maybe even more defectors than what we've seen previously as they move to their next event, which will be beginning tomorrow out in Portland. I don't know why that's so hard for golf fans to realize and understand. It's happening, man. You, you can't escape it. It's happening. Kimba Walker has finalized his buyout from the Detroit Pistons, now making him an unrestricted free agent. Kimba Walker is 32, uh, was once a dynamic NBA player, but he's gotten older, and he's really slowed down. He was undersized to begin with. When you're undersized and you're old and you start to lose some of that athleticism that allowed you to get away with being undersized, it's tough. I don't know if we're ever going to see him again on the NBA hardwood. He averaged 11 points a game last year. Offense isn't the problem. He can't guard in an NBA level anymore, and it puts him behind the eight ball. Let's see if we can find one more headline, then we'll catch a break. Let's see what we got here. Uh, 
No more. We covered them all. Uh, was the next one that I was going to read was James Harden, and we just talked about him taking his uh, his contract option and, and putting it towards free agency. So let's catch a break here and play-by-play when we get back. I'll hopefully give you three betting picks that you all could uh, win a little cash on here. It is play-by-play on Kaylee B. We'll be wrapping up Thursday's show out of this break. We'll be right back after this. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Hey, it's Casey Jiskler here announcing a new show in Coastal Broadcasting, Play by Play. Broadcasting Monday through Friday from 1130 to 1, we will offer the latest in high school sports all across the Bayou region with a little bit of college and pro mixed in. We'll interview coaches and student athletes throughout the week, getting their thoughts on the action happening in our area. Our phone lines are always open, so feel free to chime in with your thoughts as well. Find us on social media. We will be heavily promoting our content and getting our audience involved. That's play-by-play every Monday through Friday at 1130 right here on your home for high school sports, 102.7 FM, KLEB. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Tiger Rag. Three-time Home Depot Coach of the Year. Two-time AP College Football Coach of the Year. 11 seasons at Notre Dame. Two college football playoff appearances. And now, the head coach of the LSU Tigers, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. What the fadizzle? I know LSU fans will love Brian Kelly. I'm excited. Success follows him everywhere he goes. All he does is win. Winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there as LSU ushers in a new era on the gridiron. He wants to win a championship. His plan to take this program to the next level I be is the same as ours. Under the bright lights. Not here to taste success. I want to be He's here to sustain on the Broadway stage. Shows where LSU is as a program right now. We have a lot of talent and a lot of talent coming in. Super excited. <laughs> I want the fans here early, tailgating and having a great time and and filling the stadium and being enthusiastic. Find Tiger Rag on newsstands and online at TigerRag.com. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Baby, you a song, you make me want to roll my windows down and cruise. Hey, baby. 
Got about another three or four minutes here to spend with you on play-by-play. We want to thank everybody for listening. We want to thank Coach Dan Oss at Central Lafouche, Coach Tuton at CCA, and also want to thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Rodeo. The 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. New Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Let's get you three picks, and then we'll get out of yonder on this Thursday. The first one I like is the Mariners to cover the run line, minus a run and a half against the Oakland A's. Seattle is throwing Logan Gilbert, who's their ace. He's 8-3 and three on the season with a 2.44 ERA. They're facing an Oakland offense. That is god-awful. I don't know any other way to say it. The A's are 25-52. and 52. They are horrible. They don't score runs. <laughs> and now they're throwing younger pitchers, so they're giving up runs while not scoring runs. The A's are really, really bad. I think the Mariners are going to take advantage of them today at home. And with Gilbert on the mound, he'll hold them to a run or two, which means their offense just got to score three or four to cover the run line, and I think they'll do so facing Adrian Martinez, who's making just his second start for Oakland. Uh, let's do this one. I like today. Come on, pull up. I like under eight and a half runs today for the Braves and the Phillies. Aaron Nola is throwing for the Phillies. He's four and five on a 2.980 ERA on the season. 109 strikeouts in 96 point, uh, 96 and two thirds innings. He's facing Ian Anderson, who... Has not been great, right? Anderson's six and four, but he's got a four point six ERA. The third time through the order, Ian gets hit pretty hard. But the Phillies' offense without Harper and Segura just isn't any good. So I think that Nola will pitch exceptionally well today. And I think facing a weaker offense, Anderson's going to be pretty good. The Braves' bullpen is good, and I see a situation where this is a four to three type ball game. So give me the under all day long between the Phillies and the Braves. Last but not least, I like over seven and a half runs today between the Yankees and the Astros. Luis Severino is throwing for the Bombers against Luis Garcia. Um, I just think that both offenses are going to be hungry. They faced off in a four-game series last weekend, and the pitching kind of controlled the series. I think the offense is playing in Houston. Um Everyone's going to have seen the other pitchers a couple of times based on the previous weekend series. There's going to be some familiarity there. The more you see a pitcher as a hitter, usually the better of an advantage you have. I think that we're going to see some runs. Seven and a half is too low of a number when you've got lineups that contain Judge and Stanton, Bregman, Altuve, Alvarez. Well, Alvarez will likely be out with an injury. But either way, I like over in that matchup today. Thanks to everybody for listening. It's been a great show. Uh, our South Lafouche High School Mount Rushmore went well. We look forward to Central Lafouche next Thursday. Tomorrow's show, we'll have Damien. We'll have Chandler Guitros. We'll have all of our usual Friday stuff, our weekend predictions, all that and more. You've been listening to Play by Play. It's time to get out of here. Enjoy the rest of your day. Stay cool. I don't know what's going on weather-wise. I just heard like a a weather update uh, you know, come through from the state over ne- next door in our hall. So I don't know what's going on weather-wise, but either way, keep your eyes out for that. Stay dry. 
all that good stuff. Have a wonderful rest of the day. This is Casey Jistler signing off. God bless you and your families. We'll be back tomorrow. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.